point, but later on we, we, we do see but obedience is very is very key because it comes down to it to that. There's no point. There's no point hearing God's voice if if we're not going to you know, obey Him. So that's a very key. It's very key, and that's what's been in my mind all this time. So, yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that, brother. Thank you so much. Um, Rume. <laughs> El Shaka. <laughs> Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. And yes, my name is Rume, and I live in the UK. And I was here last week as well. Um, interestingly, I had a dream about the session <laughs> that same oh, wow. night, okay. which is kind of interesting. Oh, wow. Yes, I had a dream about the session. And um, just because I've been spending some time with Sunes's groups, you know, group of people trying to learn more about dream interpretation, mm. I was able to gather that it was a replay. And that God, that was a specific thing that God wanted me to take out of it. So there were two things um, that were mentioned. There was a couple of people speaking on the session. And one of the things that was mentioned was that, you know, when you hear from God, it transforms you from the inside out. And the second one was that when you hear from God, you ought to go. So you ought to go or you ought to do. So I think those were the two things in particular that God was calling out to me um, to, to focus on. Hmm. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Thank you so much for saying that. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, so I think we'll have like two or three more people, then we can move forward. So who's going to go next? Okay. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Esposal Sawain. I'm calling from Lagos, Nigeria. Um, I'm new here. I just want to learn about, I've heard everyone talk, I uh, just want to learn about hearing from God, being obedient, being able to, like, you know, just like scripture says in Isaiah um, 30, 21, he talked about this is the way to go, um, either go left or go right, you just want to just learn, basically, so that's why I'm here. Fair enough, thank you so much for sharing this, so good to have you here. So um, maybe two more people. Who's going to go next? Daniela. <laughs> hey, guys. Hi, hi Ricky. Um, this hi. is Daniela. I'm calling from... Lagos, Nigeria. I'm new here and I'm open and excited to learn from everything you'll be teaching. And I'm hoping to, um, from the knowledge I gain from here, of course, learn to hear from God and discern his voice clearly. So, yeah, I'm excited. Amen. So good to have you here, Daniela. Thank you. Hey guys. Hey everyone. Hey. Welcome, Tanela. Okay, so we'll have one more person. Who's gonna go? Maybe I can just quickly add something. Okay. Um, I stumbled on a little 
just like a small ebook. It was like it's written by um, I think they are called Messianic Jews. They are basically mm. Jews who have come to the knowledge of Christ. Mm. And in this book, in one of the chapters, um, they were going into what it really means to hear. And the Hebrew is such mm. a very interesting language. Hebrew is, is so interesting. And it just really tallies with what um, Ifi and what Emeka said. Because in Hebrew, to hear is not just to listen. To hear is to listen and obey. So when it says, um, um, you shall obey the Lord your God, it really means you shall hear the Lord your God. And it says, hear, O Israel. It means when you hear these things I'm going to tell you, the response to it is also to obey the things that you will hear. So it's very different um, when um, someone who is trained in um, Hebrew really explains some of these words that we just use plain English to just go over. It's really deeper than just listening. So, so like they said, um, our desire to hear God has to be followed with a desire to also obey the things, no matter how unwilling we might be. Um, what we're longing for might not be what we get at the end of the day. So we should be prepared to be surprised by the things we will hear. Yes, absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for bringing it up. You know, that's actually something that um, is actually a very profound thought, you know. Because interestingly, you know, when in the Hebrew language they use the word obey, in English, you know, from the Western culture, when we hear that word obey, it usually comes with the connotation of doing whatever anyone tells you, whether you understand it or not, and never having a say in it. But the Hebrew word Shema Bikolo, translated as hear my voice, literally means hear inside of my voice. That is, if God says, hey, I'll like you to um, journey to this part of the world. When he says that, not only do you hear what he's saying, but you understand the intention behind what he's saying. You understand the motive. You understand, the, you understand his will. And the reason why you are following that direction is because not only, the, not, only did, not only are you doing what God sets you, but you have also become like a partaker of his, his instruction. You have become like, what's the word I want to use? You have become like a collaborator. You know, you understand what, you understand why he's saying you should go there. You know, just like Jesus Christ going to the cross, for example. He understood exactly why he had to do that. And it went beyond him just doing what God said. He was not doing something because that instruction has become his own, you know. So, so as you just brought that up, that all that just, you know, came out. And yeah, that's a very um, profound, um, profound thought. Thank you for bringing that up, Issy Meme. Um, yes. So, I think we can open with a prayer. And, um, okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, I, I thank you for bringing all of us here today to meditate upon your word. I pray that that which you have in store for us this evening, we will not miss it. And I pray that every word that you speak into our hearts will find itself in good soil and will germinate in the name of Jesus. 
May we bear fruits of your spirit, dear Father. And may your nature begin to emanate from us in an even more grandiose way in the name of Jesus Christ. From this moment we say, let there be light. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 So, um, so for those of us who are here for the first time, um, I want to give us like an idea of how it works. So this is like a conversation, right? So um, I'm going to begin the conversation. I'll say some certain things, and then you know, you can respond with your thoughts, your comments, and questions. And that's how we're going to build the conversation together. So, um, so yeah, last week, um, actually, the Holy Spirit is telling me that, um, is there anyone who, maybe you had a question last week, something that we did not, um, we were not able to properly elaborate upon something that we were not able to um, exhaust before the time ended? Is there any question from last week that we had? that's been in our hearts? Anyone? Okay. So, um, so, in building this conversation of hearing from God, you know, um, I'd like to start by saying that the truth is that every single one of us here is a piece that came out of God, every single one of us. It doesn't matter where we're from. It doesn't matter what culture we grew up in. It doesn't matter what race we're from. Every single human being which exists upon, this, upon the face of the earth is an offspring of God and comes out of God. And every single one of us has the capacity within ourselves to hear the voice of God and to be led by the voice of God. And I am in this moment reminded of the scripture in Galatians when Paul talked about how, um, when he said, when it pleased the Father to reveal the Son in me, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. And he was talking about how Christ was revealed on the inside of him, you know, revealed in me. He didn't say revealed through me. He didn't say revealed to me, but revealed in me. And when we talk about a revelation, that means that something that was always there that has now been unveiled. So all along, when Paul was going around, killing the Christians and doing all these other things, Christ was inside of him, but veiled, but concealed. And this same truth exists on the inside of us, you know, because oftentimes you go around and, you know, Generally, there's been a general idea that maybe when someone ministers to us or we read a book or this and that, that the light enters inside of us. But actually, the truth is that when we read things on the outside, when we listen to things on the outside, all that does is stimulate the light which already exists on the inside of us or which happens to be dormant. Because every single one of us possesses the same life. Every single one of us possesses the same Christ on the inside of us. And it's from the inside of us that it comes out. 
Christ inside of us can be likened unto a flower which begins to bloom from the inside. Yes, if I could thank you for sharing the scripture. Christ inside of us is like a flower that begins to bloom on the inside. So when we're talking about this conversation of hearing God's voice, communication with God is something that is natural. It's something that happens without our efforts. What is unnatural is when there are a lot of coverings, a lot of layers, a lot of, of blankets, which block that light from unfolding on the inside of us. And when we're trying to get closer to God and get drawn near to him, what we're actually doing is simply removing the different layers that have blinded us from seeing him, blinded us from beholding him. You know? All right, now I'm reminded of the story of Abraham, which I'm sure a lot of us um, know about, and how it was written that God told him to come out of his father's house to go to a land that God will cause him to see. And interestingly, he left the land and he left with Lot and left with his family members and all his properties. And he began journeys, they went through Egypt and all these things. But it was up until Abraham was on the mountain and he and Lot parted ways that Abraham lifted up his eyes and beheld the promised land for the first time. Interestingly, the meaning of the name Lot actually means blindfold. So, so that story not only talks about a person who had a family member who made it difficult for him to hear God or see God, but that story talks about a person who had an aspect of himself that blinded him from seeing that promised land, which was always there. You know, when the Bible talks about, and he, and he lifted up his eyes, it's not about someone just raising up their physical head, but it's about someone elevating their sight from the physical plane into the realm of the spirit. And the promised land was always there. The promised land was always in the horizon. But as long as Abraham had that blindfold in his life, Lot was just a symbol the Bible used because the stories are very parabolic and metaphoric and the name Lot tells a kind of poetic story to evidence why Abraham had not yet seen the promised land. But the moment the blindfold was taken off from his eyes, immediately he beheld the promised land. So in this conversation, in this walk of hearing God's voice, what we're actually doing was simply peeling off layers that have hit her toe, blinded us from beholding this light. So, based on that um, introduction, do we have any questions, thoughts that we might want to share before we move forward? I feel like we're onions just slowly being peeled, layer after layer, in order to hear God for some reason. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Anyone else? Um, I just want to say that if that's the only thing I, I pick from tonight, it's on its own, it's, it's right. an eye-opener. I said, I said, if that's the only thing I pick from tonight, on its own, it's an eye-opener. How 
I just have to accept the fact that here we go, it is natural to me. And what I have to do is to remove the unnatural things that just stop me from actually doing that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, brother. Um, I think someone has a, some of the questions in me. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. As a result, we ought to hear. Um, do you want to, do you want to um, voice out the question so you can maybe expand it a bit better so that um, we all can hear and I can also understand you very well? Leia. Leia, are you here? Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Any any other comments or thoughts or questions before we go forward? Okay. So, so the reason why, you know, for example, you know, I'm sure that in the conversation of hearing God's voice, one might really, one might wonder, why are we talking about the cross? What does the cross have to do with this conversation? You know? And um, I want us to know that Jesus Christ, when he came 2,000 years ago in the land of Galilee, Jesus Christ did not come to preach a message that was entirely new. You know? He only came to make very obvious that which was written boldly in the scriptures that existed before him. He only came to explain and bring to light that which was there, but concealed to the masses. I'm right now reminded of the moment when Jesus Christ was speaking to Nicodemus, and he told him, he said, are you a teacher of Israel, and you do not understand these things? So that means that Jesus Christ's message was not something that a teacher of Israel should be surprised by. It's something that a teacher, of, a teacher of Israel should have known. Because the concept of sonship to God was not something that Jesus Christ came and said for the first time. It's all over the Old Testament. It's all over. So that idea of the rebirth, it was symbolized through Abraham crossing the, the Jordan River. As a matter of fact, when you talk about Abraham crossing the Jordan River, that itself was an inner transformation. Because the word, the word Jordan means to it means to descend. And the river Jordan is a symbol of one dying to an old nature and becoming reborn into a new one. And interestingly, the name Hebrew literally means one who has crossed over, crossed over from the realm of ignorance of the father into the realm of awareness of who he is and his life. So when they say a Hebrew, Aside from the, from the physical connotation, it, it speaks of a spiritual quality a person has on the inside of them. And all these things are there, so plain in the Old Testament. So all the things Jesus Christ was saying, they were not really new, per se. It was just something that wasn't known to the masses, you know. So, interestingly, when the Hebrews talk about, because in, in the temple, they come and they give offerings and they make a sacrifice. They make a sacrifice in the temple. And the Hebrew word for sacrifice is called korban. Interestingly, the word korban 
has a root in another word called Kerev. And the word called Kerev literally means to draw near or to draw closer. So for every time there was a kind of death, so to say, symbolized by the, by the sacrifice of their turtle doves or their pigeons or the lambs, it was a way for them to, it symbolized a drawing near to God, a drawing closer to God. Because like we said earlier, all that is happening is God peeling off layers and layers and layers for that which is pure and simple to remain. Because all of us are cut out of the peace of God. All of us are flames that came out of the great light that is God. But what has happened is that light has been concealed by so many things. And all these things that have concealed this light make it appear as though God is a foreigner from us. It makes it appear as though he's very far, there's distance between the both of us. Now, when we start to adopt that mindset of peeling these layers, naturally, God's voice starts to become clear. And that is a symbol of what, that's the whole point of Jesus Christ coming to die on the physical cross. is to tell a story for what everyone who comes unto God has to do, has to be. Because everyone talks about Jesus Christ. Everyone talks about the Son of God. Everyone talks about how he died on the cross for us. He died on the cross. But very seldom do we talk about how Jesus Christ said, if you are to come after me, pick up your cross and follow me. Very seldom do we hear that part of the story. Because if Jesus Christ be the template of what a son of God looks like, then certainly every single thing that he represented, every single thing that he expressed is a template which we all are supposed to emulate and follow. Because when we say, I believe in Jesus Christ, you know, I believe in Jesus Christ. What is Jesus Christ? You know, oftentimes when we say the word Jesus Christ, it's very easy for one to, for one to immediately picture a Caucasian man in their mind wearing pink and blue robes with a fire in his heart, which is a very beautiful symbol that tells a very profound story. You know, the blue and red robe talks about his unity with the Father. That's why there are two colors, you know. So all these paintings have beautiful significance. But nonetheless, they are symbols. You know, if we talk about Jesus Christ, we think about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and, you know, and we have a form. But the truth is that when we talk about Jesus Christ, we're talking about everything that was expressed through him, the nature, the character that came out from him, his compassion, his love, his empathy, his forgiveness, his holiness. That is what Jesus Christ is. And to say, I believe in Jesus Christ, is to believe in everything that he expressed from himself, everything that he himself represents. Because if I have the most profound statue of the Caucasian man in red, and, in red and pink, but no way in my heart do I subscribe to the forgiveness that he preached about. No way in my heart do I subscribe to the compassion that he preached about. No way in my heart do I subscribe to the love that he preached about. Then I don't really believe in Jesus Christ. I don't believe in this idol that I've put in front of me. 
And at this point, you can say that in this world today, a lot of people who say, I believe in Jesus Christ, actually believe in idols. Because the real nature, the real character that makes up who he is, it's far away. But we have the, you know, we have our statues, we have our images, we have our scriptures that we all hold on to. But the actual nature and character and expression of God, which he came to put in front of us, is missing. Now, we all know that we're all at the point where every single one of us, based on the way the world has been, you know, the world is very fallen and a lot of things are just upside down. That even the concept of God is like a myth to the world. The idea of God, a lot of people think it's impossible, it's not realistic and all that stuff. You know, for one to be able to start drawing near to God, for one to be able to start pulling closer to God, to open the environment in a way that hearing him becomes much easier. One has to pick up the mindset of the cross. And what does the cross mean? Because oftentimes when we hear the cross, everyone generally becomes afraid and everything. But if you observe nature, we observe how everything is designed. Death and resurrection are two halves of one whole. They are two halves of one coin. And we see it every blessed day. When I lay on my bed to, to recline at night, it's a symbol of death. And when I wake up in the morning, fresh and new, it's a symbol of a resurrection. When the sun sets every blessed day, it's a symbol of death. When it resurrects in the next morning as the sunrise, that's a kind of resurrection. So the concept of death and resurrection is something that is very obvious in all of nature. It's something that makes things to be consistent, to keep flowing. Everything has to keep redefining itself. Like every single one of us here who are listening to this, who are on this call right now, the cells that we presently have in our body are completely different from the ones that we had 10 years ago. Our body has completely replaced everything that was. And that's how life keeps on going, a transformation, a death and rebirth, a death and resurrection. The cross is something that is evident in all of nature. Because things have to end what they are to begin what they can be in order for them to evolve. And that was what Jesus Christ came to preach to us. Because the world has become so the world has become so static. Everyone is frozen in different kinds of things. And Jesus Christ came to remind us. It is necessary for us to, on a daily basis, end what we are. For us to begin what we can be. And like we discussed last week, God begins to create different circumstances and atmospheres in our life to give us that opportunity to end what we are, to begin what we can be. I'll give a very simple example. You know, this was just last week. I and um, my very lovely and wonderful girlfriend, Esther, we had an argument, you know, and um, we didn't speak overnight. So I woke up in the morning with a bit of a heavy heart and a bit of a stubborn head as well, because I was like, no, 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 I'm not the one that's going to identify um, the situation. She has to be the one to reach out first and everything. So I sat down in my meditative chair in the morning 
And interestingly, in the middle of my meditation, I was caught up in the realm of the spirit. And I saw myself on a hill, and I saw a person who was on the cross, just like this. And I came close to look at his face, and guess who it was? It was myself. I saw myself on the cross. I saw my old face. It was as if someone was dying. And when I saw that vision, I said, oh, my God, I know what this means. God is telling me that. <laughs> it's time for me to let go and let God. And I knew that my money was going to be tough because I really wanted to win that argument. I really wanted things to... I really wanted things to go my way, you know. Funny enough, I didn't know that God also told her the same thing, you know. So, on one end, I might have looked at that quarrel as a bad thing. Oh my God, I don't like this. This is, I don't, I wish that we didn't have this argument or not. But that quarrel was God giving me an opportunity to become more than what I am. To become something more, to transcend my present state of reality. Because my present state of reality did not know how to become happy in the midst of that kind of turmoil. And God wanted me to transcend that. And there was no way for me to transcend that if I wasn't willing to let go of my old way of reasoning. The reasoning that must be told sorry first before there can be peace. You know, just to give an example. And different circumstances like that God brings to us. And every time God gives us a directive, a word, it's always going to be something that will make us die to something we once were and resurrect to something that we can become. You know, just like Emeka said and Isimema highlighted, it's one thing for God to say something, is another thing for it to be done. And every time God says something to us, it's always going to be something to transcend us beyond our present station. And whenever we talk about transcending, I want us to understand that there cannot be any transformation without the death of an old thing and the resurrection of another. So I'm starting this with this foundation because I want us to understand that there is no hearing God, there's no walking with God without that aspect of the cross. Because even if you talk about it in a very simple sense, everyone, maybe some of us work in various companies, you know, we observe that the external environment is always changing. People's, um, people's demands are changing. You know, political environment is changing. All kinds of things are changing. If a company is not able to die to what it was two years ago to become something that can flourish in the environment of today, it will not continue to exist. So even in every organization, Every year, every year, every year, they have to observe the environment and they have to see how they can keep on transforming, transforming, transforming. So that itself is the principle of the cross, you know. And in working with God, that mindset that we're not going to stay frozen the way we are, our capacity, the level of our patience, the level of our humility, the level of our love, as long as we know that we're not going to stay static, every aspect of ourselves is going to be stretched, is going to be pulled, is going to be grown. That mindset alone already puts us in a place where we can hear. Because the truth is that most of us, 
most of us have been hearing God in different things and you know because God is very dynamic God doesn't it's not it's not limited to our language because our language is very very finite you know like for example now if you have a dog and you want to communicate to the dog you will not be barking to speak to that dog now you you speak your language and it's the dog's job to come up to your realm of existence and harmonize itself with your language and that's the same way with God God speaks in so many ways like last week, we spoke about how God speaks through our circumstances and how the different challenges that you face is an indication of an aspect of yourself that God wants you to work on. You know, God can speak to you to your friend who does say something very random or who sh- she believes is random, but you know that pertains exactly to what you're experiencing. He can speak to you just as a random thought. Maybe in the middle of an argument, you hear a thought I'll tell you, but you know that you are wrong. Right? You know, all these little, little ways if we don't have that mindset that recognizes that from moment to moment, from instant to instant, God's joy is for us to keep on improving what we are, transcending what we are, ending what we are yesterday to begin what we can become today. Unless we have that mindset, our environment will not be in a way that can receive God. So before we move forward from there, do we have any thoughts, questions, comments? Like yeah, Ricky, I'd like to say a few things. Like, like, just highlight like a couple of things you said that I really like. Um, I like that you said um, you talked about beholding and becoming. The more we behold, the more is the more we become. I like how you talked about dying to ourselves daily. Um, so, um, it's just I have a lot of things to say. Okay, so um, I'm reminded that. Our sole purpose on earth is to be transformed into the image of God in our expressions and our manifestations. And I'm also reminded that Christ, Jesus Christ, is the wisdom of God. He's the will of God. He's the word of God. He knows the heart of God. And then he's the mind of God, really, literally. So um, so if we are going to, if we are beholding and becoming through our cross moments and dying to ourselves daily, and we are being transformed into his image by, by our expressions, by our manifestations, and by looking like him, literally by carrying his nature and substituting his nature, he taking our nature and giving us his nature. So it means that if the more we be, become like him is the more we hear from God. Like it happens, like it just happens, like you're becoming like God, you're beholding him, you're becoming like him, you're going through your cross moments, you're dying to yourself daily, you're dying to your flesh, and then the flesh, you realize that the flesh, or you have a revelation that the flesh doesn't have a hold on you, and sin has no hold on you, and sin has no power over you, and you're looking like him, and then you know that we are, in, we are with God, and we're united with God, because we have Christ, right? So we are, So when God sees us, he sees Christ. So, it, when that, so if that happens and we're transforming into his image every day, so it means that we would know the mind of God. We will become the wisdom of God and we'll become the word of God and all those things. So it means that my sheep hear my voice means that because of that communication and that communion and fellowship and looking like him and just enjoying that thing, like the entire process, when he speaks, we would discern and we would hear him clearly and obedience won't be anything because we are Christ and of course, like Christ knows the heart of God, like he obeys God regardless. And because he said, it's not my will, but your will. So 
with that, we know that when he speaks to us, obedience is not even, we don't even think about, oh, should I obey, should I not obey? Because we are Christ. So if we are Christ, then we go as he leads. So that was really nice. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, thank you. Really, he's making us to become to become more and more like him. Thank you so much for that, Daniela. Does anyone else want to have something to say, comment, question, you want to share? Um, I was going to say, when you um, were speaking about the whole resurrection idea, it reminded me of the whole process of how fruits work, that how they have to first die for the seed to actually be planted um, under the ground for it to actually sprout out mm -hmm. as well, in a sense that that's how the baptism is mirrored in that sense as well. And how when we die and we're buried as well, um, when Christ obviously comes again or before that, that we're resurrected in that same sense as well into um, and glorified into a whole new body, basically. So, yeah. Yes, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, the, the process of the germination of a seed is a perfect example, which Jesus Christ used a lot. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Jason, remember, you want to say something? Oh, yes. Um, um, I think I just... Thanks, everyone. Daniela, Soto, just everything that has just been said. Um, what, what is really standing out for me is the motive. Like, what is my motive for wanting to hear from God? Um, am I seeking to hear from God so he can tell me, okay, just this is where you collect money tomorrow. This is where you find me tomorrow. Like, what is the motive for desiring to hear from God? And this is just helping me to um, really set it properly because the motive is Christ-likeness. The motive is to be transformed into His image. The motive is to is to kind of receive instructions from Him of how I can become more and more like Jesus, and then collaborate with Him by obeying and coming to the different cross moments that he's leading me to. So it's, it's just really just setting the motive right for desiring to hear from God and, and taking it from there. So all other things will be added, but this is the main thing. This is the main focus of wanting to hear from him. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, quick question. Is it just me or are our voices a bit like um, robotic? Because that's how I'm hearing it on this end. Is it just me? I think it's just the. No, it's not. It's not just you. It's not just you. Just the connection. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Could the connection be bad? Well, but is my voice clear? Yeah. You're clear. Ish. Clear what everyone else. Ish. Your Some voice is very clear. clear. Yeah. Okay. But everyone else, I'm hearing everyone else's voice in a very robotic way. I think maybe you might need to come out and come back in. Okay, let me just do that right yeah. now. But then if okay. you go out, since you're the host, does that mean exactly. that it's going to end? Yes, I'll do that right now. Hey, you okay, were button, be... by the way. Okay, I'll be right back.
Hello. Yeah, we can hear you. Hello. We can hear you, well. sir. I think we're yeah. back now. Good. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Can you hear us? Oh, wow. We can hear you. I can't hear oh, we you. Can you, can you hear me? We, we can hear we you. We can hear you. Thank you. I can't hear anything. But if you can hear me, can you type it on the chat so I can know? Oh, wow. Is my connection bad? Hmm. Okay, man. Try using your other ear, please. One second. We can change it. Wow. I still can't hear anything. Can someone say something? What's up? Okay. Okay, I can hear you now. Okay. Um, okay, so where were we? Um, um, I'm so sorry. When I logged out, the question you wrote, I, I lost it. So if maybe you could um, write it again for me, please. So sorry. So sorry. But before we continue, does anyone else have something they would like to add, to share, question, comment, based on all that's been said thus far? Okay. So, um, yes, thank you so much for sharing the question again, Leah. So, Leia is asking, um, he says, I have heard people state that we don't need to hear God's voice audibly as far as God speaks in other manners such as visions or dreams. Hence, my question is, why is it difficult to hear God's voice audibly? Would you state I am being impatient, although God speaks to me in other manners? Okay, I think this is a very, um, I think this is a very good question. I would say that, um, um, like we said earlier, there is, um, God speaks in many dynamic ways. You know, it's not limited to a particular way or form. You know, it's, it's really not limited to any particular way or form. He can speak as a voice in your head. He can speak as a thought. You know, he can, he can come in a dream, he can come in a vision, he can speak through your surroundings, he can speak through so many things. However, if one is not in the place of 
receptivity, where one is actually looking to hear from God. And I want us to understand, this is something to emphasize. When we're looking to hear from God, we're looking to do something that is in opposition to what our flesh would want. Because every time that God gives an instruction, nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, it is going to be against what our flesh would want, what are this, our own personal desires and ambitions might want. So if we're always looking to enforce our ideas, enforce our desires, enforce our ambitions, for the fact that we have that mindset, even if God spoke to us, we won't be able to hear it, you know. So like Isimeme also mentioned, that, that hard posture is very, very crucial because if it's not there, then hearing him in whatever form he might take will be very difficult. But generally, well, from my own experience, you know, I've come to recognize God's voice as, when we talk about the audible voice, I've come to recognize it as, I mean, there's some times when I've heard God speak very audibly in my ear, say, hey, do this, get up, and all that. But most of the time, he comes in like a thought. Maybe I'm in a little um, squabble, or maybe I'm in, an, I'm in an argument, or maybe I'm feeling some type of way about this. And all of a sudden, I just receive a thought inside of myself that is completely different from what I have been thinking and feeling. And I know for a fact that based on the way I've been thinking, there's no way these thoughts could have originated from me. Because of how many times that has happened, I've come to recognize that as God. Because it, it just comes like that, you know. Also in, in, the, in, like, in this kind of conversation, for example, as I'm talking, I'm not just talking by myself, you know. As I'm speaking to you, um, images are entering to my head, pointing me to a particular direction of what to say. And because I've been doing that for some time, I know that. This is God talking, you know. And sometimes, like for example, I'm going to plan this conversation with a particular direction, things I want to say, you know. But if I don't have that mindset where I'm willing to transcend my present state of reasoning, transcend my present belief, hearing whatever God has to say will be so difficult because my present mindset has already been designed in such a way that hearing God will be very difficult. Because like I said, anytime God speaks and gives us a, a direction, it's always going to be something that will oppose our own personal desires or the flesh or any of these things, you know. So we have to have the hard posture that is willing to do something that is beyond what we presently believe to be right or correct. Once we start to approach this life, because most of the time, People ask God questions, you know, and we go to God with a preconceived notion. You know, for example, let me give an example. Let's say I was, um, I was born into a family that didn't have a lot of money and um, there was just a lot of struggles and difficulties growing up, which made um, my life a bit tough. And I go to God in prayer and I say, God, I need you to explain to me why I was born like this. You need to give me an, a reason why I was born without money. I'm not rich like everyone else. Now, when I approach God with that mindset, as though I know for a fact that being born in that materially poor family was a crime, 
then I don't even keep myself, I don't even allow myself to have that space to receive what he has to say. So even if he responds to me, for the fact that I have that preconceived notion that I know already, what I have in my mind is the correct thing. It's going to be impossible for me to hear what he has to say. Because the truth is that God wants us to ask him questions. But he wants us to ask him questions to hear what he has to say to see the truth. But when we ask him, but at the back of our minds, we, still, we want him to validate what we already believe as opposed to him helping us transcend our present beliefs. Then it will be very difficult to hear what he has to say. What are our thoughts and comments on that? Okay. Um, I think um, to answer Mayor's question as well, just to add, uh, it's not every time like we hear the audible voice, there are channels where um, God speaks to everyone differently. And I think we need to be sensitive to those channels. There are channels where he had to, like you said, through the thoughts, there are channels through dreams, there are channels through, you know, um, the word, then the audible voice. So um, just to share personal experience, um, there was a time where I personally was, you know, I was dating a particular girl and I had dreams where I had seen that, oh, this was not going to work. But because I actually liked the person and I was like, oh no, God, you know, you know, your word says whatever we ask, we get. And I was, it was like I was bending God's hand. It was more like, um, more like a permissive will because I, I had felt, you know, this she, she was like the perfect person. I was like, you know, so, you know, like when scripture says, come let us reason together, I was even bringing the word back to say, ah, God, let's reason on this particular matter now and stuff like that. And every time I found out that, oh, she wasn't the right person because it had always been revealed in dreams. And every time we got back, there was always an issue. Every time we got back, there was always an issue. Every time we got back, and I was like, hey, you know, just need to let this rest. So sometimes God speaks to us in channels. We know, we um, I feel as believers, we know when God speaks to us. We know, we, we sense it, we see it, we, we feel it. It, it might not be the audible voice. Some, we just sometimes just want to concentrate on hearing the audible voice that says, Thus say the Lord, I want you to do this. But we just need to be more sensitive to other channels. And we know those channels where God speaks to us. And basically, that's, that's, that's what I wanted to say. Thank you so much for sharing that, Asosa. Thank you so much. I think it really helps emphasize um, the idea that, um, yeah, we have to we have to be willing to want to hear God, you know, because um, God is always speaking to us, and God is always willing to speak to us. But most of the time, even though we say we want to hear Him, most of the time we don't want to hear Him. We're just looking for someone who can validate what we are presently feeling or what we believe, you know. And it's not just something we do with God, but it's something we also do with people. You know, we, we, we usually, it's, it's a natural tendency for a person to go around looking for someone who will validate what they believe. And if someone comes to give a contradictory opinion, we revolt against the person. You know, we as people, we generally don't like rebellion. And yeah. The Holy Spirit is very rebellious towards the carnal mind, and it's always going to be something that is antagonistic towards. And when we can start to see the beauty in something changing our perspective, 
it creates an atmosphere that is more conducive to hear from God. So right now, what we're just talking about, what can make our atmosphere better, you know, and we're emphasizing on the mindset shift, mindset shift. Um, Fumi, were you trying to say something earlier? Um, yeah, but you kind of just said what well, you said basically what I was thinking that mm. um, you when you want to hear you, you say you want to hear God but you don't really want to hear him. You're just looking for someone to validate how your feelings and I think I just I had like kind of a question in relation mm. to that. So like let's say when you're going through something now and you're trying mm. to ask God like why is this happening? What's going on? I, and I, I was in that situation where it's like, I'm asking why is this happening? But I wasn't really asking why this happened. Rather, I was actually mm. asking, can you make it stop? Or can you make it go away? So I wasn't really trying to find out mm. why it was happening. So um, is that the reason why I didn't hear anything? Because my true intention wasn't to know what God was doing. It was rather to just make everything go away. Yes. I mean, exactly. Like, that mindset... Because understand that whenever you ask God, it's written, seek and you shall find, ask and it shall be given unto you. Whenever you ask God, he responds to you. But God responds to you on his own frequency. And we can liken it on to 93.7. If God responds on 93.7, or you happen to be on 101.5, it would be as though God is not saying anything, even though he has responded to you. So, just like you said, when we want God to validate whatever it is that we're feeling or whatever we want and we are not interested in hearing anything that might be contrary to what is on our mind then we already set ourselves up to be deaf to him so to say make sense hello oh. For me. okay so do you want to say something um, yeah, I was going to try and answer um, Laya's, I think that's how you say it, I'm sorry. Laya. Laya, Laya, question about like hearing God's voice audibly. And while she was speaking, it reminded me of Exodus 20, when um, God came in his glory and his splendor and the children of Israel were like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to talk to you anymore Moses speak to speak to us through God basically because they were so afraid of God and and they just couldn't handle it basically so I think that as we continue to grow in Christ we get to a level where God can actually we can be comfortable to hear God's voice without feeling scared because I feel like it with certain people that the day that they get saved and um say that God spoke to them straight away they might be so scared of God's voice because God's attributes are shown all at the same time. So he might have a calm voice, but yet it's still very bold and authoritative, basically. So it's just a sense that God gives us dreams and visions and speaks to us through other people so we can continue to trust him and build that foundation. So when he does speak to us, audibly, we don't think we're running mad or the worst has happened or we're just simply afraid. That's why Yes, thank you for, for, for saying that. Um, I believe we talked about how, um, about process and being patient and waiting for stage to stage so that one is not overwhelmed 
in case God comes in a very mighty way, which um, which um, we desire. I want so Lai, I'm looking at your question right now, and you say um, you would like to hear God audibly. I feel like I am not growing spiritually. I feel when I hear God audibly, this means I have grown spiritually. In other words, I need to know my purpose and I need to hear God clearly. I meant, yeah. Okay, so Leia, I'll, I'll just tell you right now, you know. So right now, from what you've written, you have an idea that hearing God audibly is a sign of spiritual maturity. That is, hearing God in your ears, like a microphone, is a sign of spiritual maturity. And um, I don't know what um, cultivated um, that idea, but oftentimes in our work with God, ideas that we hold on to happen to be one of our greatest obstacles and make things very difficult for us and also make us feel like something is wrong with our lives. You know, some people have the idea, and I've met some people like that who genuinely believe that if I don't have millions of naira or dollars in my bank account, God is not with me. And when they don't have millions of dollars in their bank account, they start to say, oh, something is wrong. They run from pillar to post looking for who is going to deliver them and all these things. Because in their mind, they have created an idea of God. And when their reality does not conform to that idea of God that they've had, they believe that something is wrong. You know, reading your question layer, I'll say that right now, what you are describing here is an idea because you said you feel like when you hear God audibly, it means you have grown spiritually. Doesn't necessarily mean so. You know, the sign of spiritual maturity, and I, I think it's good for this to be emphasized, is when your nature spontaneously is just like how God is. For example, Daniel, I'll, I'll get to you in a second. For example, because we look at spiritual maturity in this time, especially in um, growing up in Africa where there's a lot of, um, well, let's say, spiritual aesthetics, and people believe that a person is spiritually mature just because they can stretch their hand and ten people tumble, you know. People are, a person is spiritually mature just because he can prophesy to 15 people and talk about, um, and talk about um, their past and tell them how many children they have. People think spiritual maturity is when you can know when a disaster is coming, but all, all these things are part of it. But true spiritual maturity is a heart that has started to conform to the nature of Christ. I want to remind us of the scripture of Paul when he said, if I speak the tongue of men and angels, but have not love, I am nothing, but I'm nothing more than a clanging cymbal, a noisy gong. Spiritual maturity is evident when a character just begins to look like Christ's character. Forgiveness comes naturally. Patience comes naturally. Compassion comes naturally. That is when we know we're growing. Everything else is just a side note. The true symbol of spiritual maturity and growth is a character that has started to mirror Christ. Not about visions or transcendental experiences. All those things are second, um, second class. The first and most important thing 
is also reflecting his actual nature. And that is the sign of spiritual maturity. Um, so, so three people have something to share. So Daniela, do you want to go first? Okay, so I was reading um, Leia's question and I, I saw um, the path where he was talking about knowing his purpose and I um, it's a topic that is really, really dead to my heart. Like it's really a big deal to me because in, I, I don't know, but I, some, I just feel like most times we Christians, we miss it when we try to um, um, bring maybe the things or the talents or the visions God has given to us, like to live our daily lives and to feed and to just go about our lives here on earth with our sole purpose here on earth. So when we talk about purpose, like I just feel like our sole purpose here on earth as believers, if you're not a believer, then maybe you have another purpose. But as a believer, I just feel, I feel like our sole purpose here on earth is to serve God, is to be transformed into his image. We are made out of his love. We're made from his love. And by that, we're giving back his love to him. And then we're just living our lives to please him. Like, Literally, I just feel like that's our purpose here on earth. I don't know if there's another purpose. Someone should just please tell me. I need to know, but I, I feel like that's our, our sole purpose. Every other thing is like a vision, a talent, other things that God has given to us to just live our lives here on earth part time. But when it comes to our, soap, our purpose here on earth, as believers, I feel like it's to just serve God and follow him as he leads and obey him as he instructs. So I, I don't know. That's what I think. Thank you for sharing, Daniela. Thank you for sharing. I'm Elizabeth. Okay, hello. Um, I'll Hi. just like to support what you already said, and I'd like to just say it in the way that I understand it um, to answer mm. Laia's question. So I believe that in our relationship with God. Open-mindedness is a very important thing. Just like I've said that we shouldn't stick to our own ideologies. I've, and like you said, that it's, it actually limits us to a great extent. So um, when, when we are looking to hear from God, we shouldn't stick to a particular way that we've already believed. And just like someone also mentioned that um, it's a process and then um, we... we don't necessarily have to hear God in, in, in a particular way that we already believe. I remember some years back in secondary school that I prayed that, okay, God, I need to read for an exam, but I'm tired now. I want to sleep. Please wake me up yeah. at so so time. I remember yeah. that at that point, that particular time that I said God should wake me up, I felt a cold breeze. It felt like somebody was just beside me and blew something on me just so that I can wake up. It was so cool. It was weird. But because I had already heard stuff like that from my mom, that it's possible things like that happen. But imagine if I did not have the, that stuff in mind that, okay, it's possible like things like this will happen. If I had stopped to, okay, let me be God to just tell me, oh, wake up. If I had stuck yeah. to that particular ideology, I wouldn't have believed that that kind of thing was possible. I could have been scared. Yeah. I would have screamed and escalated the situation unnecessarily. So um, that's the second thing I want to say. And lastly, I would like to say that um, 
when we are working with God, um, these things like, okay, speaking in tongues, laying hands on people, being able to um, discern, these are things that God has given to our generation particularly so freely that as long as we are willing, is always ready to give us these this gifts. So it doesn't, we can't really bank on those kind of things as an evidence of growth. Because I believe that personally, I haven't, I wouldn't say I've grown spiritually, but there are certain times that God will just talk to me. And sometimes it still amazes me right now that God will talk to me in, 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 in a friendly way, like it's, it's so natural, like my friend is talking to me. So I, I would like to just let you know that be open-minded. There are different ways God can talk to us. And this thing is a process. You cannot force it. As long as you're always willing to hear from him and just see God as your friend. Just see, like try to, try to just follow the process and don't force anything. And I believe that all these things that you have in mind are, that you want to achieve and want God to do with you and through you, they will eventually happen. And I think that's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Yeah, I would like to um, emphasize on what you talked about concerning patience. And um, yeah, just putting down ideas, you know, because ideologies have really, most of the time, a lot of things that make us very, very, very sad is the different ideologies we've adapted in life, you know, the ideology that, you know, if at 27, 29, I am not in this particular place, I'm a failure, the ideology that if this particular person doesn't like me, something is wrong with me, you know, different ideologies that we use to actually box ourselves, you know, and we have to be very careful for that, because most of the time, there are a lot of, and if we actually take time to reflect, there are a lot of ideologies that we have embraced over the years that actually contribute to a lot of things that have made us sorrowful, you know, and it's something that, you know, is good for us to reflect. And I'll say that, you know, yeah, patience, you know, it's patience because when we allow God to carry out that work of transformation inside of our heart, that work of healing inside of our heart, automatically, we start to see things very clearly. You know, things just start to become clear because the blindfolds are not being removed. But oftentimes, we want to see very clearly, we want to understand everything before the blindfold is removed. And even if God showed us what we were supposed to do, where we were supposed to be, without us removing all these different blindfolds, if all these things were given to us, it is very possible that if he entered our hands, not only with, with um, um, not only would it um, um, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Holy Spirit, help me. I lost my train of thought. You were saying so, that um, we don't have to see the big picture. Yes. So if we're so focused on the big picture when there's still a lot of transformation that has to happen, even if the big picture came, how to process it might be very difficult, you know. So there's always going to be that place of patience in working with God, you know. And um, yes, yeah, so I think um, 
two people want to add something and um we can we can continue after that so um 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 Esosa, you want to say something okay thank you oh shaka um just like uh daniela had mentioned and um um, um, other lady who spoke after her. It's first of all, I, I, I just wanted to address the issue of purpose first. So when, when I was in school, we had that thing where they tell you, oh, you need to find your purpose, you need to pray for your purpose, and all of that. that like Daniela had mentioned earlier, the first purpose is you know to serve God. Now these other purpose that motivational speakers and you know people talk about find your purpose and all of that is actually talking about you being the light in the mountains. So we have mountains of influence and where we are supposed to be the light. So if you are called to be in the mountain of religion or the mountain of entertainment or the mountain of government and um, mountain of, um, of education and whatnot or IT and the like, we are supposed to be the light. So take, for example, Daniel. In, in scriptures. Daniel was in the mantle of government. So he, because first of all, he served God. He, there was a point where um, him and his other colleagues had died to flesh, where they had consecrated themselves. First was serving God. And so God is always about in the business of first. That's why Matthew 6, that if he says, seek you first. So first they served God. They were, they were all consecrated and, you know, following God and then again, that was when Nebuchadnezzar had to like hand pick him, you know. So he now served in in that other purpose. Oh, yes. I think player is trying to talk about in the space of government. So what my 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 advice to layers will be just like others had said, like you had also said, be patient, be open, like don't also neglect the other parts where God speaks to you. You know, I I understand how people talk about hear God's voice audibly, which is very fantastic, which is very good. I have not heard God audibly before. I, I crave to hear him audibly as well, but I believe like accepting him, like seeing him as your father and as a friend and you are open to other channels and you also have, a, have an intimacy with him. Um, create that, that, um, that point where that avenue where you have an intimacy with him. I'm sure God will come true, which he sees, he sees desires of your heart. Then also, God is always checking. We humans, we check the outward appearance. God is always checking the motive. What is, why? Why are you, so the question now layer is, why, what is the actual motive why you want to hear God's voice audibly? What, like if you search your heart, do you want to, are you looking at it from the point where, oh, I want to hear God's voice audibly because I want to know. So the motive needs to be right because God checks the heart as well. So these are things, these are the things we check, we, we look at. In as much as you want to know your purpose of what is my purpose in life, what is God telling me? Why don't you give yourself to God, like be open to him, create an intimacy with him, continuously and daily pray to die to flesh every time, be patient and allow God speak to you and also be sensitive to where you are at the moment. What are you doing at the moment? Because we are called to be the light. That's what Daniela was trying to say earlier to say, first we're called to serve. So wherever you are, whatever thing you are doing, you are the light in that place. So you are supposed to be the light in that mountain of influence you are. That is your purpose. You're supposed to shine forth. So basically, I think that, that that's it for me. Thanks. Thank you so much, Asosa. Thank you so much for sharing.
Um, yes. Um, so, yes, um, motive is definitely something that needs to be thought about. So, um, so we're going to have one more person and then we, we continue. Um, Suwashi, I hope I pronounced your name right. Suwashi, are you here? Okay. So um, someone asked a question. Yeah, I'm um, here, but I'm sorry, I mistakenly raised my hands. Sorry. Oh, okay. That. Okay, no problem, no problem. Um, so Judith asked a question. She said, how can we stay in tune and on the same frequency? <sighs> like said earlier, you know, the most important thing is, is the posture of your heart. Because Jesus Christ talked about how blessed are the hungry, for they shall be filled. When one keeps their heart in a posture where they are ready to receive, because oftentimes, you know, one approaches life with a very full stomach, with a very full head, you know, as though one already knows all that there is to know, you know. And when we have that mindset where we already know all that there is to know, it is very difficult for any new thing to enter inside of us. It's very difficult for us to transcend our present state of being. It's very difficult for us to improve. And if there's anything that is very peculiar about God, God is always interested in our transcendence. He's always interested in us becoming more than what we are. And it's not possible for us to become more than what we are without what we are in this present moment breaking down for something new to come to be. The process of death and resurrection happens on a daily basis in different facets of life. And it's part of, is the way God has designed the entire universe. That concept of death and rebirth, death and resurrection, ending and the beginning. And when we have that mindset that is willing at any moment to let go of what we have right now and, to, and pick up something that is better, already we're in that place where we can hear from God. There's no one cut cloth to say it. Like, there's no way for me to say, oh, one has to. You know, I mean, there are, different, there are different things one can try, but even if we fast and all these things, but I'm fasting, but I'm fasting because I believe that, that this month, 100 million must enter my account. You see, I'm fasting with already a full stomach. So even that fast will be to not avail because I'm not fasting to hear from God. I'm fasting to emphasize my opinion on him. And if he doesn't respond to my opinion, I say God didn't hear me. So... Put myself in that frequency where we can hear God. Is put myself in the frequency where, where our minds are always, our minds are always open. Our minds are always um, ready to receive something more. I'm right now reminded of the Israelites in the wilderness where everyone, where manna was being given to them every blessed day. For them to receive the manna of the new day, they had to let go of the manna of yesterday. And that little story right there is a picture of how God works. And is how it testifies of the process he does in our lives. You know, the way our world was when we were five years old and how things were a bit comfortable, you know, things were given to us. If we cried, we put food on the table and all these things. It's not the way the world is for us right now. 
Now, if the world is changing on the outside of us, but we as individuals, we're not changing on our inside, then the world will seem so terrible. So the way life happens is for us to keep on improving ourselves, improving ourselves, improving ourselves, ending what we were yesterday to begin what we can become today. Because for me to begin my life as a proper 30-year-old individual who is just, who just, who is just starting a family and everything, I have to have a different mindset from when I was 15. That mindset has to go and be replaced with something else. If I enter a relationship with a man or a woman and I encounter different um, differences in our character and things that make, it want, make me want to run away, I have to realize that I have to transcend my mindset of yesterday that makes me, makes me irritable by certain things, makes me not able to tolerate certain people and replace it with a more to tolerable character. Every different circumstance God brings to us is for us to begin to transcend, transcend, transcend a death and resurrection, a death and resurrection, a death and resurrection. Because whenever we talk about death, we're also talking about life. There are two, there are two sides of one coin. And that's how God improves us. So if we retain that mindset, telling ourselves every blessed day, reminding ourselves that who I am in this moment is not the best version of myself. It's not the only person I can be. I can become more. I can become more patient. I can become more humble. I can become more loving. When you have that mindset of an empty belly ready to receive, whatever God has to say for you, when it comes, you will hear it. So I would say that is a way to, that is a way to be in the frequency. Does that help you, Judith? Judith. She's not here. Does anyone have any um, comments you want to add to that or a question? Yeah, I just wanted to um, confirm. So basically what you're saying is that we need to be in that state of emptiness and just hunger. Like, mm. is it, it's almost like kind of a pride thing, isn't it? Like just realizing that you're not it. And then there's just, just yeah. always room for improvement. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So yeah, room for improvement. That's a very beautiful summary. So I have a question from Oyinko. She says, how can you tell what the right motive is? For example, reading Delphine's Dear World People series on hearing God's voice increases my desire to want to experience God that way and testify. Is that wrong? I believe this is a very wonderful question you have asked. Like you said, how can we differentiate from, from okay, this is another question. How, how can we tell what the right motive is? I think we as Christians and people in general, we have to become people who are very introspective and self-questioning from moment to moment, from instant to instant. Because sometimes, for example, you know, we can see a person on, 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 the, on the altar, on the podium, and maybe there's a great minister of God who is able to prophesy and he just meets a person and he sees them and he can narrate the things that have happened to them for the past 10 years and he lays hands on them and they recover and all these things. And then secretly, we start to covet what that person has. We start to covet all the things that have been 
expressed through them. It could be because maybe we 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 feel that if this happens, you know, people will look at me with a different eyes and they say, Yes, God is truly with this person. You know, it could be that it could be that we want that thing that this man or this woman is exhibiting because for me, that will prove to me that uh, God is with me. In those, if you observe those two examples that I gave, the focal point has nothing to do with God, but ourselves. You know, I want to prove to myself that I have the Holy Spirit. I'm proving that to myself will be me prophesying like this. Now, when I'm looking to prophesy with that motive, this is just an example I'm just giving out to just give us some kind of baseline. If I'm trying to prophesy with that motive, then my motive is in the wrong place. And there's no one who can tell you of your motive but yourself. Sincerely speaking, we have to begin to be, we have to learn how to be very introspective, 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 introspective. You know, about, um, about um, um, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I think I wrote a post on my blog and someone messaged me and she was like, I hate the way you write. Da, 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 da. She had a lot, a lot to say about it. She had, she had a lot to say about it, you know? And there are a lot of things that she said, which I, 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 um, I know it came from a selfish place, but the truth was that whatever I was going to respond was going to come from a place of, was going to come from a place of resentment because I would say my pride was hurt because I really felt the way she spoke, I really felt so hurt by it. And everything in me wanted to just respond to her saying that. I just wanted to say, like we say, speak, speak our mind. But I observed it and I realized that even if what I might have said might be a true statement, the fact is my motivation for doing that was because my pride was hurt. And there was no one who could do that for me. I had to do that for myself by listening to the Holy Spirit and also observing myself. And when I did that, when I truly did that, I was able to tell her, thank you very much. And I took what she said, and I took the truth out of it, and I went on with my way. So I believe that's what I'll say concerning, concerning motive. We have, to, we have to be introspective and be sincere with ourselves. You know, I shouldn't want to crave to hear God's voice. We can be inspired by people, you know, but we have to we have to observe ourselves to be able to see where inspiration and covetousness, the the barrier between them, because it's very close, you know. There's a very thin line between covetousness and inspiration, and that's something that we have to discover by investigating ourselves, you know. So I believe that's what I would say in that regard. I would say it's wrong to want to experience God and testify, it's not wrong. But what can be wrong is if you want to do it because for you, that's like a sense of validation. And you can beat your chest and say, yes, I am, I am truly sent by God because look, I, I, I'm performing miracles. Look, I'm able to break down scriptures like that. Now, that is when there's something wrong. You know, so it's, it's, it's something that one really has to look into themselves to properly understand. No one can do it for you. You know, I hope that helps when you come. 
I'm sorry, yeah. but my internet went off at some point. So I think oh I... Oh, my God. <laughs> I think I missed wow. that kid. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Great. Right. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, hi. Okay. Um, fantastic question, Oyinko. And um, truth is, a couple of, um, about a month ago, or about two months ago, I was in that situation, right? Um, so this is me. People around me are having this supernatural encounters and experiences. They're having the burning sensations. They're having the seeing the fire. And Jennifer is not you know, having any of these experiences. <laughs> and I began to wonder, and I'm like, God. And I started reading up my credentials to God. God, I've known you since I was a child. The concept of speaking in tongues, praying in tongues has never been, has never been strange or, or, or alien to me. I know these things. Why, can't, why am I not? I've had a book listening prayer that I've been reading since I was a teenager. And I understand the whole concept of being still, you know, praying and waiting to listen to you. But why wasn't I having, why haven't I, okay, why didn't I have those experiences and encounters? And I realized that, you know, when I was in conversations with friends and they would tell me about their experiences, I'll be like, ah, ah, me too. I also have to experience my own so I could tell my own tales. And I stopped. God, actually, the Holy Spirit, you know, and which is funny, right? I was saying God speak to me and this was God speaking to me, but not in the way I thought, you know, he would. And it was the question was, check your heart. I mean, that's what I said. I said, that's what she said. What is your motive? So do you want to, are you just in for the thrill? You want to have the experience so that you could also, you know, put up on your Instagram posts or your Instagram story or, you know, talk to your friends and say, oh, I had my own encounter. You know, I heard God and this, that, that, that. You know, that totally defeats the purpose of God speaking to us. It totally defeats it. And then again, it also puts God in a box. So because this person has said, um, I heard a clear, I heard, a, I heard an audible voice or, you know, it uh, had an impression in my heart, or, you know, I read the Bible and that particular verse jumped out and all that. You, you, you seem to think that, oh, if I don't hear an audible voice, uh, God did not speak to me. And I began to, you know, I, I opened up, I said, okay, I won't, <laughs> you know, I had to let go of that and tell God, no, Holy Spirit, you know, you know, walk in me, let my, my, set my heart right. You know, I don't want, in fact, actually say you know what i'm fine let me just at my at your own time however and whenever you decide to reveal yourself to me you know it's fine and i had my own encounter it was totally different from what people had been saying and i was like wow so this is me and it just brings um, brings um, us to that um position whereby you know we're all made differently you know god is well different right and god has that customized um relationship that he wants to have with us you know that relationship that engagement because we're all different you know our purposes are different and you know we're all created in his image but then again there's something unique in each and every one of us so we need to stop is comparison or wanting to experience something and, and it's funny because in the world this is what obtains as well you know you want to buy a car because you've seen that this other person bought the same car, so you want to buy the same car or a better car so you can have bragging rights, which that shouldn't be the same motive or the same mindset we have, you know, as children of God. 
you know, we must learn to enjoy God for who he is and just, you know, yes, it's not wrong to testify. Like, you know, look at me, I said, it's really not wrong to testify, but you need to at every time, you know, it's something, you, it's a, I, I believe it's a continuous thing. You know, today you have to check your motive. Okay, am I in right? Am I in step with the Holy Spirit? Am I, you know, engaging God because I personally want to experience and not because I want to stand and also, you know, show off. You know, it's something we have to do. We have to be conscious of so we don't, you know, fall out of line. Then my question now is this. So, um, <laughs> yeah, let me just throw in my question. So, I mean, we, I think we've all come to realize that, yes, we, can, we, we may not all hear God, you know, that audible voice and all that. And I've come to realize also that whatever, whatever impression you have in your heart, and you said it, you know, earlier, you talked about um, 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 God, the Spirit of God, I'm sorry, I'm paraphrasing about it always going to be in conflict with what our natural um, our flesh would desire, right? I got yeah. to realize this too, yes, that, you know, that's, so it's, it's my voice, obviously, it's, it, I think it's my thoughts, but it's actually the thoughts of, the, the thoughts of God, uh, God putting, giving me those thoughts, you know, it, it's always good, it's always the good thing to do, you know, yeah. you quarrel with someone, and you hear, go and apologize to the person, what, do you know if he or she had a bad day, and I want to fight, and I'm like, no, I also had a bad day, you know, you, it's always that, <laughs> so I've come to realize that, you know, that, that is God, because you talk about the fruits of the spirit being peace, and at that thought is a thought of peace, so that is automatically God, you know, now my question is, you hear people say things like, okay, you know, I had this impression in my heart, then I got it confirmed with a scripture, you know, in the Bible, like an actual scripture that when I opened it, it was bound, spot on. But for me, I, I don't, I haven't, let me, let me try to say I haven't, no, yes, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't had that experience whereby, you know, I'm thinking of something on the God, you know, there's an impression in my heart and, you know, I'm led to the Bible and I see something that addresses it. I'm like, okay, it's like a confirmation. So must you, is it, is it in all cases, you have that confirmation that you actually have, you're in a situation, you have an impression on your heart and you know, you're led to a scripture and it's a story or a scenario or verse, whatever that speaks to that actual thing. And you go, you go in your mind, okay, Lord, thank you. That is a confirmation I need to run with. That's my question. So your question is, is it every time that you get a confirmation from a word God gives to you? Or maybe you could just um, replay that very okay, so, last part. Okay, so my question is, do you, must you at every time, um, I mean, obviously, because you do not hear a clear audible voice, right? You just have like an impression mm. in your spirit. Must it be always fact-checked, so to speak? Like, must, you, must there be a corresponding scripture in the Bible that, you know, comes to you? that you make, you know, by the time you, you put both of them together, it's like a confirmation. For example, now you want to, maybe in the area of marriage or something, I mean, that's the quickest example I can give now. And you're, yeah. you're, you're saying, <laughs> yes, or no apple or oranges. And, you know, you have a verse, you know, some, you, you, you have a, a leading that maybe it's this other person or it's that person, but like it's further cemented by a, actual scripture a verse in the bible that you go to and you're like oh okay 
you know. So I didn't come up with that, you know. It was actually God, you know, and he has confirmed this with this passage of scripture. Do you get that? I understand you. Okay, cool. I mean, I'll say that. And it ties into what we said earlier about um, when one has that receptive heart. If, because if you observe how life is designed, you know, like all of us here, a lot of us, we all just met a few weeks ago and stuff like that. And somehow we've all just been attracted to this place because this is what we've been seeking for. You know, we've been seeking for this and it just came our way. And that's how life is. That which we seek consciously or unconsciously somehow comes toward us. If I'm truly seeking to hear God's voice regarding a matter, and maybe I heard something, maybe I heard, I heard a voice in my heart, and I'm not sure if it's God. If I'm really looking for the truth of that matter, somewhere, somehow, God will confirm it, you know. It's not every time that God has to confirm, but if we need that confirmation, when we are not sure and we don't want to enter into something with, um, with a mind that is not one-pointed, then God will provide a confirmation for us. So long as we're always willing to hear the truth, and willing to hear the truth means that we are fine with being wrong, you know? If we always have that mindset that as of this moment, everything I have believed about everything could be wrong. If we always have that mindset, hearing God would be so easy. You know, does that help you? Mm. So you, something you said, um, God doesn't always confirm. Is that what you said? No, no, no. I'm saying that if you're truly desiring the mm. confirmation from him, that is, if you are conflicted and you truly want a true answer, not a validation. If you truly want an answer, he will confirm it to you. It could be from the Bible. It could be from a dream. It could be from a friend. But if truly you want to hear his confirmation, he will give it. You know. But sometimes we can be sure that this is God and we run with it. So um, does that help you? So it feels like I'm still dragging this thing because you have dreams, right? And I understand that even our dreams can be, should I say, intercepted. <laughs> you no, have a dream. No, absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, you know, then again, you begin to ask yourself, is this dream signaling? Is it God expressly speaking to me through this dream? Or is it my desires and my wants that have gone into, you get, um, yes come out through my dreams you know so you it's almost as though because i mean we all know the word of god is is is, is god's word it's not it's an authority that we have here on earth right and i keep always tell people that the word of god is evergreen you know it, it does there's nothing you're going through now or tomorrow that the bible hasn't already addressed it's just a question of the holy spirit revealing it to us so i'm saying that Yes, I know we go through, we have issues. I open Instagram in the morning and the first post I see is your post. And it's like, aha, you know, just the thing I wanted to read. And I mean, you put it aside, but it's almost, for me, it feels like, it's like I need to <laughs> be double sure. Maybe it is the type of person that I am. I am, I am, I am naturally one that I probe a lot. I don't know if it's my science background or not, but if you tell me two molecules of hydrogen gives me oxygen gives me water, like it has to be go through that, you know, process. So I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying now that 
you know, it's fine. So it's not God's audible voice, right? It's impressions in my heart. And I'm saying, okay, how do I know for sure, for sure, for sure? Like, must it, must it now, like, the word of God is going to put, like, the final sealant for me to say, aha, okay, good, this is God speaking, I'm sure, no doubt in my heart, this is it, you know. I don't, okay. I don't know if I'm can <laughs> confusing I? everyone. Can I, can can I, I say something can I as well? Okay. 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 So, so there's very little time left. So we're going to have two people to speak now, and I would ask to make it as brief as possible so that um, we can remain within the time. So, um, um, I mean, there's there's been a lot of hands. Um, I see M. You raised your hand earlier. It's actually a question. A question. Yeah. Okay. Could you write it down in the chat box? Okay. Thank you very much. Simi, what about you? So never mind me, just answer a question or let the other people answer. Sorry? Never mind me, don't worry. Never mind. Are you sure? Is there something you wanted to say? No, no, no. I think, no, it's okay. Thank you. Okay, no problem. Tell me. Yeah, um, so I just wanted to... Maybe I'll just assist Jennifer out in terms of really just dealing with discernment as with regards to, you know, really knowing when God is saying something to you. Um, so essentially, I'll just go straight to the point. Whenever God says something to you, it is to bear fruit in you. And we know what the fruit of the Spirit are. Love, joy, peace, meekness you know, and the whole 10 yards. So at some point in time in my life when I was seriously having issues with discernment and just really trying to navigate through things, the Holy Spirit directed me to two things specifically. He says, weigh everything as against the fruit of the Spirit because if I say anything to you, if I give you a vision, if I tell you a word, if I... If I, almost, what am I going to say? If I speak to you directly in an audible voice, it is to bear fruit in you. It is to do something good in you. It is to help you concentrate on something true, which leads me to my next point. Um, if we remember the virtues um, stated by Paul in Philippians 4, verse 8, where it says, um, you know, brethren, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, and the whole 10 yards, whatever is pure, the Holy Spirit would never tell you something that is impure. He would always tell you something that is true, something that is honorable. So for every time you hear something, you know, or an impression in your spirit, or that you see a dream, what exactly it has to, because, because God, God always, there's some part in the Bible that says, my plans for you are of good and not of evil to bring you to an expected end. Him bringing you to an expected end is to bear fruit in you or is to direct you in a way that you will bear fruit in a situation or whatever. And whatever it is that he's going to tell you, you need to, it's definitely going to be true. 
it's definitely going to be honorable. It's definitely going to be honest. It's definitely going to be just. So I really, I, that has been, that has been a good foundation for me in terms of just really understanding, okay, I've heard this, then I go and I wait. That is my way of, that's my, my practical way of testing the spirit because that's the word of God. So, yeah, I just hope that helps. Okay, bye. Thank you so much, bro. Yeah. Okay. Can I also, like, just add something? Okay, go ahead, brother. Okay, so, um, she asked if there's always going to be, like, a word. So it might not be... The Holy Spirit won't tell you something that is um, contrary to his, to the word of God. It might not be verbatim, like word for word, but it might also apply in terms of the principle behind, you know, that word. So um, that can also help, um, which is why it's good for us to know the word of God. The more the word of God you know, the more... The more of that the Holy Spirit can use to confirm whatever impression or whatever word comes to heart that you feel is God that is telling you. And sometimes, even if it's not clear, waiting on God, you know, expecting an answer, time would also tell. There's some things that He might say, you might not understand it. And even if there's a word for it, it, it might not sink in at that time when you wait. A bit, uh, it will be revealed. Understanding will come, but one thing I want to say is he won't tell you anything that will be contrary to the word of God. So it helps to know the word of God. Um, but yes, it might not be word for word, but it might be a principle from the word of God. So I don't know if that helps. Thank you, Mecca. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I'll just say that um, one of the best ways to one of the best ways to always um, one of the best ways to always um, to keep our discernment sharp is one of the best ways. You know, this is just like a general thing. You know, general when we allow ourselves to keep on submitting to the work of inner transformation that God puts us in from time to time from season to season. This helps to, like we discussed earlier, to remove a lot of blankets from our, from our hearts, from our eyes, you know. So that, because if on a daily, 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 we are working with God, we're allowing him to remove certain things from us, we're allowing him to remove pride, we're allowing him to remove greed, we're allowing him to remove covetousness, we're actually submitting to this daily work of putting all these things down our atmosphere becomes very clear. Our, our screen becomes very clear. And the less we have to worry about being mis, about mishearing him, you know, because we, we, every day we're working to remove the different aspects of ourselves that might lead us astray. So for me, I'll say that, that, that will be the safest route to go and a route that will always work. When we constantly submit to the work of inner transformation that God is doing to us in different seasons and times, 
by doing so, we make it easier for us to hear what is actually saying, and we will not have to worry about if we are mishearing and things like that. Okay, so, um, Simi, do you have a question you want to say? You have, do you want to ask a question? I see you raise your hand. Oh, yes. Fire Kemi. Yes, um, I had a question about like, if, if, can, how do we know when we're being overzealous versus really mm -hmm. like trying to seek the face of God? So for somebody that mm -hmm. thinks that they have to like, go to the mountain to talk to God and, you know, drive fast, or for somebody who thinks that they have to do a 21 days fast, or I, I was on a, the last live and somebody talked about um, not wearing earrings. Like, how do you know that like, you're not like overdoing it and you have the right motive. Like you really want to like, you know, grow, you really want to seek the face of God, but how do you know that you're like not overdoing it? Very, very good question. I'll say that um, for me personally, I've learned how to not be afraid of making mistakes. You know, I've learned how to not be afraid of getting it wrong, you know. So long as we always, we always have that mindset that is willing to be corrected, is willing to be channeled to a different direction. So long as we retain that mindset, what we believe that whatever I know now, whatever I believe now is not the best thing. There's something that could be more than this. When we have that mindset, when we discover that, oh, this might have been too much. We can easily change direction and go. Because the thing about discernment is not something that happens overnight. You know, it comes as a result of our daily walking and fellowshipping with God. And also in our own understanding of ourselves. You know, because as we walk with God, God starts to highlight different things inside of us that makes us know, okay, this is, this is me here. You know, when we begin to commune with him, you know, getting to know him more and also getting to know ourselves more. That is when discernment starts to become easier. So I'll say one shouldn't be so worried if one might be overzealous, you know. The truth is that there's a lot of things we're going to do out of zeal. That's just the truth. It's part of the journey, you know, and there's no shame in that. There's no problem in that. It's part of the learning process. You know, no one learns how to cook without burning their fingers here and there. It's just part of the process. However, when you have that heart that is willing to be corrected at any point, then you can walk around life safely, you know. Does that help you? Yeah, thank you. That helps a lot. Yeah, you're very welcome. So, um, um, Sosa, do you want to say something? Um, okay, uh, I think you're spot on. You just said it, like, there's nothing wrong being overzealous, like based on our question. Then um, there was one Indian movie I saw one time. I can't remember the movie, but then they played. I was in church and we we're having a training, and they played this Indian movie. It had to do with this thing about about going to the mountain or not going to the mountain and all of that. But one thing that stood out for me from the movie was that God is always there. You know, I understand people can do things from vaziliousness, you know, to just to, you know, it's fine. But God is always there, whether you're going to the mountain or you're in your house. And, you know, God is always there. 
for example, let me speak for myself. I would like to go to the mountain because I just want to have the experience, not necessarily because I feel if I go to the mountain, that is where I'll hear Oluwao, Sokale. No, it's just because <laughs> it's just because I just want to have that experience, you know, you know, because my my dad uh, my dad used to go to the mountain a lot, but not because um, it, that is where the answers will come from, you know. Then also, I saw her question. So there was one part she um, she spoke about fasting and you know doing till six or water fast and the likes. For me, I think fasting is you know it's not about the time you know that people who live fasted lives it's not about being six to twelve six to three six to six six um a whole day fast 40 days fast it's more about you know shorting out those distractions and staying with him waiting on him reading the word you know praying reading the word and all of that it's not just about oh i did six to six yeah it was a good thing that our parents taught us that to say you know fast do six to twelve, do six to three, do six to six. At some point, it becomes more like a, um, how will I put it now? More like um, our self, yeah, yeah, more like a tradition. So, but for fasting, I think it has to be with you engaging, staying on the word, you know, praying, staying on the word because you need, you need, you need to cut out those distractions. You need to just stay, and you know, this that is it for me, you know, basically. So it's not all about. Um, just like you have said, it's good to be overzealous and want to do all those things. Yes, but then again, it's not about where you go to. God can speak to you anyway. God, 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 see, we shouldn't, the truth is that we shouldn't put God in a box. We shouldn't put God in a box. God is always, he will always reach out. We shouldn't just put God in a box. How do you explain, I'm sorry I'm digressing a bit. How do you explain Hosea in the Bible who God told to marry a prostitute? You know, how do you explain Rahab, who was a prostitute and was among the um, um, family tree of Jesus? You know, so then again, I, I think we shouldn't just put God in the box. Then again, I just feel, enjoy him, enjoy that relationship. Just enjoy him. Just, I don't know, just, just enjoy God. Just, we shouldn't be, just enjoy God. That's what I was just have. That's all I have to say. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, um, like you said, um, overzealousness is not necessarily a bad thing, you know. I mean, so long as we have that heart that is willing to hear what God wants and we are able to be corrected. For me, I'll be sincere, that's, that's what has helped me, that I have a heart that, or that God has helped me to cultivate a heart that is willing to be corrected. And is, I mean, it's not that it's very easy, you know, but when I see that, oh, what I've been doing is wrong, or there's a better way, then I just adapt and move that way. So that way, I, I'm safe because my mind is not rigid. I'm not, I'm not stuck in any particular place. I'm willing to change at any point in time, you know. So as a, as a summary, you know, because we're talking about how you know, we're talking about hearing from God and how it relates with the cross. And we explained how the cross speaks of the different transformations that must happen in our daily lives and how for a transformation to happen, we have to die to one thing to become another. You know, for me to have become 20 years old, I had to die to the mindset of a 15 year old. I know that word death is just very ominous. And when we hear it, you know, people, it's, it's natural for us to cringe a little bit. But 
death and life are part of the process. The sunset is like a death and the sun, sunrise is like a new birth. And many of these things will happen in our lives on a daily, 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 daily. And different experiences and circumstances we find ourselves into provide us opportunities where we can transcend who we are. Because the patience I had at 10 years old cannot help me at 25. The, the compassion I had at 20 can't help me at 35. So God wants us to keep on expanding and becoming bigger and transcending everything that we are on a daily basis. And when we allow our hearts to have that mindset that is willing to always transcend whatever we are in this moment, already our atmosphere is already cultivated in a way where God's voice will be very easy to hear. We spoke earlier how preconceived notions and strong ideas are a very big hindrance. Because like for, this, for last week and this week, we're really just talking about hindrances and things that cause difficulties. Because if we don't talk about hindrances and we just start to talk about, oh, do this, do that, without talking about the things that might frustrate that, it will be, no, be of no use, you know. So ideas especially are hindrances. You know, when we tell ourselves, I mean, because growing up, there are all kinds of ideologies that we have in society. Uh, at 25, at 30 years old, you must be like this, you must have that. And when we don't have this, we think something is wrong with us, as though everyone's life is the same. And then we approach God saying, Father Lord, I'm 30 years old, I don't yet have a house. This is, look at everyone, my mates don't have a house, something is wrong with me. And we go to God talking to him, telling him something is wrong with us. Instead of asking him, Father, what is my life supposed to look like? If we do that, even if God spoke to us, we can't hear him because the state of our heart puts us in a frequency that is antagonistic to his voice. So for us to be able to cultivate that environment to hear God, we have to be willing to let go of not only the ideas that we've had, but the different characteristics that we've developed over time. That mindset that is willing to let go, that is willing to breathe out, is the mindset that we'll be able to breathe in. Because nature teaches us everything that we need to know. It is not possible to breathe in if one does not first breathe out. It's not possible to grow if one does not first let go. So now, that's the summary of what we've spoken about today. And the more that we let go of different things that, are, have, become, that have become blankets on our hearts, the closer we get to God. For every death and every resurrection, brings us closer to him because all of us are from God. All that is happening is God is just removing the different layers that we have adopted over the years. All of us are from God. So all that's happening is just an undoing of that which has been done. All of us are connected to God. So I'll say that is the summary of today's conversation. You know, the next conversation now we're going to start progressing. We're going to go into dreams and we're going to start talking about it and we're going to start talking about um, out-of-body experiences. I loved how Jennifer mentioned about um, um, body heat at night. We're going to talk about all these things because there's a lot, you know, and there's just a lot. And we're going to go into all these conversations starting from next week. You know, so I want us to really look forward to that. But it was necessary that we be gone with this foundation because everything we're going to talk about is still going to be built on all this. You know, so on that note, I would say that... Um, Today's conversation has come to a marvelous end. And um, as usual, I'd like to request that a couple of us, maybe seven, eight, nine, just for a few minutes or a few seconds or a minute, say something that 
they took from this conversation, you know, and then we can close with a prayer. So who's going to go first? Okay, let me go first. All right. Okay. Um, for me, a key takeout is obviously the dying to the, the death, I know, having to let some things die for life, for new life. So I want to hear God. I want to progress, um, get you know, my intimacy with him to be deeper. I have to die um, to flesh, die to old ideologies. I have to die to, you know, to wrong motives. And um, again, I also realized that this is something that I have to do daily to, to progress, you know, in my work with God. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that, Jennifer. Um, hi, I'd like to say something. Uh, go ahead, Oinkong. Um, I, I would say mine is really the motive thing because I think like before this conversation happened today, I was kind of like thinking the same thing and there was this particular thought that kept going on in my head, like to just be patient as well because I feel like like just being impatient and I'm just kind of want, wanting to rush everything because to be honest, my journey is not even up to a month. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, I'm just starting to read my Bible. I'm just trying to, I'm just starting to like really get in that place. And I'm like, why am I comparing myself to other people's journeys? Because they're really just different. So I think just knowing that, like I just need to be still really and just like mm. keep going and just see how things pan out. Like, yeah. Because I'll say that the, the impatience thing is really one of my, my, the negative things about me as well because I just want things to happen fast. I just want to do something and be perfect at it and things don't really, it doesn't just work that way. So I'm just going to be, yeah, be patient and have Thank you so much. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much for saying that, Oinko. I'm happy to hear that. Kyrie, you want to say something? Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you for tonight. God bless everyone. Um, I think um, what's been made, what has been brought back to our uh, collective consciousness is the fact that our journeys are individual and we really need to die, you know, daily to ourselves, to our motives, our desires. You see, the way our world works currently, it brings you to always want to compare, uh, compare your journey, your life's journey compare your assignment. I'm a content creator. Mm -hmm. I'm an aviator. I'm a, I'm a sports person. You are always trying to you are competing, really. You know, you want to be better in the market. And we tend to take that ideology into the faith walk. That's why you have, I can imagine the number of people who felt Paul was doing too much at, at the time, <laughs> you know, right. and, uh, and that was his journey. That was his person. When he was in the world, he was that tenacious. When he came into the kingdom, you know, he was still that tenacious. So I think that um, we need to just follow our own, just build your own relationship with Jesus. You might not have, you might not have some experiences some people have. You might never have them. You know, but that doesn't invalidate your work with the Father. It doesn't Absolutely. at all. When we read of the story of those, of those who, the generals of the four, we hear of some people who are, some old women who are just prayer warriors who never had any special 
you know, who didn't do any um, talk about any spiritual gymnastics or had mm. some form of interesting, compelling stories. They were just mm. people called to prayer. And God yeah. used those people powerfully. So I think that we just all need to, you know, we, we need to really have that mindset change. That stronghold of competition, of uh, your definition of progress on earth is a different thing in the kingdom. And um, this, yeah. uh, this will help us. So we need to die to ourselves. We need to die to what we know and pick up the cross. And pick up the cross. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for saying that. Kai. That was very good. Thank you. So, um, okay. Sorry. Go ahead, Asasa. Okay. Um, thank you, El Shaka. Thank you, everybody. Um, I think I did spot on. What Kaya said was spot on. Like, to me, mm. tr- tr- um, everything is, is focused on dying to self. Like, that is the only thing. That's the only thing I, I, I took from this. And I just want to run with it. I want to run with dying daily to, to flesh and just you know, enjoy my relationship with God, basically. I just want to just pace myself, enjoy my relationship with God, you know, because everyone is designed differently, you know, and I just basically just die to flesh daily and enjoy my relationship with God. That's it. Thank you so much, Sosa. Thank you so much. Um, Who's going to go next? Who's here? Hi. Oh, so you can go. You can go. Okay. Should I go ahead? Okay. Um, I'll just like to. Okay. First of all, I'll say thank you. Um, to everybody. Thank you to El Shaka. Thank you for this platform. Um, one thing stuck for me today, and that is um patience. Although I, it's not like I did not know about this before, but it's kind of stuck in a different way in the sense that to enjoy our process because sometimes we want certain things and we just want it fast and we have to acknowledge the fact that it does not always work like that let's just enjoy our process and enjoy the growth and our personal relationship with god and stop comparing just like the last person just said our generation is 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 the type that it's easy for us to compare a lot especially now that social media is encouraging that we are seeing different things every day and it's yeah. easy for us to compare lives and one thing um the the enjoying the process is very very important for us in the sense that our relationship with god our experiences are actually peculiar to us so when we start comparing it's kind of kind of um limit our growth in, um, because that person's process is different from yours and you don't know but because you're trying to be like the other person you slow down your own process as well so i just want to encourage everybody that we should try to enc- um, enjoy our growth process and enjoy our relationship with jesus thank you thank you so much elizabeth that was so lovely um, so for the sake of time, and I want to apologize for everyone. I know we're 17 minutes um, beyond the time slot. Um, so for that fact, we're going to have um, two more people, and then we can close. So who's going to go next? I can go next if that's okay. Of course. 
Oh, hi, everybody. Thank you for this session anyway. And then, like, I think what really stood out to me, though, was when you spoke about having, like, a heart posture that is always, you know, willing to be proven wrong or, like, what you, like, basically having a heart posture that says that um, what you thought was right wasn't maybe the best way and could be changed and you could be led to a better way. And also, like, I think you said, also that it's not possible to grow unless you let go so like this stuck out to me because you know it's sometimes it's so easy to let um maybe everybody's relationship with god like dictate how you think yours should go or like what you think is the right way to do this and do that so and like i think that's a problem that maybe i have like i'm not always willing to change um what i think is right is right and like i'm not ready to hear something else so this kind of help to like maybe open my heart more to be willing to be wrong and like just allow God to lead I guess yeah thank you thank you so much for saying that that was that was so good thank you for that so the last person but not least of course can I go go ahead okay thank you El Shaka and thank you everybody so I came in very late well, I came in at the right time. And that was where, when I heard you say that God wants me to ask him questions, to hear what he wants to say to me and not to validate what I want to hear. So that really yeah. dropped out to me, really stuck out to me. And I, it's what I, what, it's what I needed to hear. I needed to hear that. And he said it. And I'm grateful. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank God. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Timilei, I thought you wanted to say something, so maybe you could just say that before we go. Timilei. Okay, good evening, everyone. Good evening. Yeah, so thank you so much for the session. And what stood out to me was that um, it's not just enough to want to hear God's voice, but to also be willing to carry out whatever he's telling you to do. The obedience is also a very important part because what's the sense of being able to hear him if you're not going to do what you need to do? So that was the part that stood out for me. Thank you. You're very welcome. Okay, Thank you, everyone. For... Oh, sure. Ah, okay. <laughs> Yo, I wanted to ask you a question, man. But I don't know. Let me just just a quick question. Yeah. yeah, so basically, yeah, man. Um, so the thing is, I've been praying to God to give me like total healing, but also I've been hearing him tell me to to be honest with um someone that I'm talking to. But my fear is I don't know if it's God's voice, because there's no how. I'm scared because I'm like He's telling me to be honest, but I'm like, do I, the consequence of my, or the consequences or consequence of my honesty, is it going to cost me the relationship? So it's now making me feel like, should I still be honest or should I just leave it? I think, um, um, I would say that time is very far spent. So that's why I'm, I'm um, maybe, maybe, I'll message you directly and we can talk about that. How about that? Uh, no problem, no problem. Yes, that'd be good. 
Okay. So, um, yeah, thank every I thank everyone for coming today. I was very, very, very much blessed by this conversation. I, I definitely enjoyed all the inputs from everyone. It made the conversation um, very rich. And um, just as a final word, it's good to remind us that whenever we talk about death, we're also talking about birth. Whenever God talks about the ending of something, he's also talking about the beginning. Every beginning leads to an end, and every end also leads to a beginning. So whenever we talk about the death of something, we're also talking about the birth of something. So whenever we want something new to be born, we have to have the mindset that something old has to die. So there are two sides of the coin, you know, death and birth. So it's not only about dying, it's also about being reborn into something. So um, I'd like to close this in a prayer. And I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for bringing us here today. And thank you for this very fruitful conversation. I thank you for the work of transformation you're presently carrying out in our hearts and the different healings and opening our eyes to new things. I thank you for all that you're doing right now. I really pray that everything that we have taken from this conversation, we would put it to, to, to work and may it bring so much fruitfulness and increase in our lives in Jesus' mighty name. May our hearts be open to receive what you have to say, even if it might contradict what we have believed prior. May we have that heart that's used to your voice and that is always hungry and ready to receive that which you have to give. Thank you, Father, for your spirit that is ever present with us to energize us and give us strength to do what we need to do. We know that we're not alone. We know that you're here to assist us. And for that, we're very grateful. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thanks to everyone. Very welcome, brother. Thank you, Rookie. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Very welcome. Thank you. Take care. Take care. God bless. God bless. Thank you. You're very welcome. Very welcome.